You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. Today, I want to talk to Christians. Because the Bible teaches us that the just shall live by faith. We know Hebrews says that without faith, it's impossible to please God. So we need faith to please God. As a Christian, the just, those that have been sanctified, they live by faith. Ask yourself this question. Does your attitude towards God portray to others that you're a Christian? Does your attitude towards God portray to others that you're a Christian? Remember, a Christian's life does not come from himself, but a Christian's life comes from Christ himself. John 10, Jesus said himself, said, I have come that they may have life, that they may have it more abundantly, superior in quality and superabundant in quantity. Came to give us life. Says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come close to the Father, can come to the Father without Jesus Christ. Jesus loves you so much. The truth is, Jesus loves you as much as he loved his apostles, his disciples that were around him when he was here on earth. The mere fact that Jesus is not here does not mean that he does not have compassion for you. A matter of fact, Jesus is seated next to the Father and he has given the Holy Spirit so that he can be everywhere, touch lives everywhere. As a Christian, we have to ask ourselves, what is the greatest work, the greater works that God wants us to do as Christians? To do those greater works, we need faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of John chapter 14, verse 12. Verse 12. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do... He will also do, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father, and whatever you ask, whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You are in Christ, and Christ in you. This is based upon the union that we have with the Lord Jesus Christ. The work upon the cross. The first prayer that we pray and we see the greater work is when you accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You confess that Jesus died and that he was made alive by the Holy Spirit. All evil, all sin, all wickedness, all sickness on the cross being dealt with once and for all. So that we can experience that new life in Christ Jesus. Paul said in Galatians 2 verse 20, I've been crucified with Christ. 
I no longer live, but the life that I live, I live by faith in the Spirit. Christ in you, you in Christ. Christ in me, the Bible says, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. So for us here on earth, as we live, we can live in victory because we have Christ on the inside. But because you are in Christ, you can appear before the Father. Because when he looks at you, he sees Jesus. How much does God the Father love you? Loves you exactly the same as he loves Jesus. John 15, verse 7. Just go there. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire. And it shall be done for you. Now, he's not just saying you'll ask whatever you want. You'll ask what you desire. And he will do it for you. Why? Because God is your source. When God is your source, you cannot fail. When God is your source, you cannot fail. Why? Because you're linked up with God. You're linked up with success. 1 Corinthians 6, 17 says, He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Faith is simply acknowledging what you have already. Ephesians says, you are blessed with every blessing in Christ Jesus. This is based upon the union that we have with Christ Jesus. Turn to the person next to you say, you are one with God. So these greater works that are mentioned... It's based upon the union that we have with the Lord Jesus Christ. The greater works that's mentioned is prayer. The prayer that you prayed, your sins being removed. He who knew no sin became sin so that you can become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Ask yourself the question, when you pray, has your prayers produced the results that you wanted, that you desire? If your prayers have not produced the desired results, you should ask yourself why. The Bible teaches us that one of the reasons is because we waver. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of James. Chapter 1, I'm reading from the Passion Translation. And if anyone longs to be wise, ask God for wisdom and he will give it. Can you see whatever you want, whatever you desire, you should ask? There's a spiritual mysticism in the church that we don't have to ask God anymore. But everything says, ask the Father. Ask in my name. When you need wisdom, ask for wisdom. And if anyone longs to be wise, ask God for wisdom and he'll give it. He won't see your lack of wisdom as an opportunity to scold you over your failures, but he will overwhelm your failures with his generous grace. Just make sure you ask empowered by
by confident faith without doubting that you will receive for the ambivalent person believes one minute and doubts the next. Being undecided makes you become like the rough seas driven and tossed by the wind. You're up one minute and tossed down the next. Am I talking to the right people here this morning? He says, you go to God and you say, Lord, give me wisdom. And then you go and say, I wonder if God will ever give me wisdom. You go and you pray and you say, Lord, give me a job. Then you go and you say, oh, the market is down, there's no jobs. You go and you pray and you say, Lord, give me a God-fearing husband. Then you go and you say, I wonder if there's any good men out there. Am I talking to the right people here this morning? Gentlemen, you pray and you say, God, give me a God-fearing wife. And you say, there's no good women out there anymore. He says, when you go asking, don't waver. When you ask for the answer, don't go and nullify your answer. But remember, Jesus is the answer. Faith must follow prayer. Faith must follow prayer. The one without the other is meaningless. You have to believe. A matter of fact, we go and pray because we have faith. Confidence that we can ask God. Faith should be an expression, a prayer should be an expression of your faith. You come to pray because you believe he hears your prayers. Amen? A matter of fact, a Christian should do everything in an attitude of prayer. The mistake that we make is we think prayer is this intercom system. Precious Father, I want to ask you for wisdom. Then we switch it off. Now you think when you start talking, I wonder if I'll ever get wisdom. Is there anybody that can give me wisdom? You think God is not hearing you. Are you only in faith when you are praying? Or are you in faith when you are talking as well? This is the mistake we make as Christians. We should do everything in an attitude of faith. As a Christian, you should do everything in an attitude of faith. Because God hears you whether you are praying or whether you are talking. A matter of fact, as a Christian, the just shall live by faith. Not just exercise faith when we are praying, when we come to church, but at all times we live by faith. You need faith to talk. You need faith to eat. You need faith to sit you need faith to worship. You need faith to pray. Because God can see whether you're in faith or not. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace, did they pray any prayer? No. They had a conversation with the king. They said to the king, in faith, our God is our deliverer. Go read Daniel 3. From verse 16, it says, our God is our deliverer, and our God will deliver us. He is powerful, 
He's a deliverer. We are so convinced that he's our deliverer that we want to let you know whether he delivers us or not, he's still our deliverer. Divine faith that comes from the regenerated spirit of man. Because when you prayed that prayer, the first work of the Holy Spirit was to regenerate your spirit. And faith comes from the regenerated spirit of man. You are born of love. When you are born of love, you can manifest the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Because that's the work of the Holy Spirit. Faith that's placed on the inside. When you know every second whether you are praying, whether you are preaching, whether you're having a conversation, you're doing it in faith. Exercising your faith. That's why you have to be very careful what you say. What did the psalmist say? Lord, place a guard in front of my mouth. That's why we have to be very careful that we don't say anything that's negative. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable unto you. God can see whether you're in an attitude of faith or not. The Bible says as a Christian, be careful before you say something. First think what you're going to say. In Philippians, he says, think on things from above, things that are holy, things that are pure, things that are of a good report. So even when you have a bad report, don't confess the bad report. Confess the good report. Confess what heaven is saying about your situation. This is the mistake that we make as Christians. We pray, Lord, bless us. And then we say, I wonder if God can do it. Lord, take me into the promised land. But then we say, I wonder if God's going to do it. Remember, this happened to Israel. They confessed negative things. When they spoke against Moses and Aaron, they spoke against the man of God. The Bible doesn't say they spoke against Moses. God said, how long will I put up with this evil congregation? Why? Because they were speaking negative things. Numbers 14, just go there quickly. Let me show you quickly. Divine faith, when it's expressed in prayer or in any conversation, it is a force. And it has God behind it to accomplish the very thing. Divine faith, when you're living by faith, when expressed in a conversation that you have, King, let it be known, our God is the one who delivers us. It is a force, and it has God, heaven, backing it for its accomplishment. Numbers 14, verse 26, And the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, How long shall I bear with this evil congregation? An evil congregation is a congregation that's speaking negative, that's not declaring the promises of God. 
How long shall I bear with this evil congregation who complain against me? I've heard the complaints which the children of Israel make against me. Say to them, as I live, says the Lord, just as you have spoken in my hearing, so I will do to you. Can you see, as a Christian, when you live by faith, there's no difference between you praying and you saying words. It's not only what you are praying, but it's what you are saying what God will do. Can you see why you should be very careful what you say? There's life and death in the power of the tongue. They were complaining against Moses here, but God says, I hear you speaking against the man of God. You're complaining against me. What did the Lord say to Saul? He said, didn't say, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting the church? He said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? This is hope for all of us. If you're going through a tough time as a Christian, you have God next to you fighting for you. Family, listen to me. Do you know what's the main purpose of prayer? It's not how you feel, do I feel like praying. The main purpose of prayer is to express your faith. Say, Lord, I'm coming to you believing who you are. Remember, in Genesis 1 verse 3, when God said, let there be light, he was expressing his faith in himself. In the same way, when you speak to that mountain, you say, be removed. You're expressing your faith in God in his word. Turn to the person next. You say you have to be very careful what you say because God hears every word. Job had a revelation understanding of this, that there's no difference between you praying and you saying words. In Job 22, Verse 27, he says, you will make your prayer to him and he will hear you. He's expressing his faith, saying, when I pray, I know God will hear. He says, and you'll pay your vows to him. Verse 28, not you shall pray, you shall decide a thing. You will decree it, you will declare it, you will say it. And the light of God's favor will shine upon all your ways. When people greet you and they say, how's it going? What are you declaring? The psalmist teaches us, the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. The Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Turn to the person that you say, the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Family, listen to me. In everything that you do, when it glorifies the name of God, you have God next to you to see you through. Daniel, in Daniel 6, did he ever pray a prayer? No. He continued to give thanks to the Lord three times a day, whether it was in his house or in the lion's den. Because of that attitude of faith, the king said in verse 16, may the God whom you serve continually deliver you. Because he was always in an attitude of faith. The challenge that we have today is we try and live a life without the Holy Spirit. 
The faith that I'm talking about, the divine faith, comes from the recreated spirit, regenerated spirit of man. It's too many people saying words without the Holy Spirit. Remember, even God, in Genesis 1 verse 3, before he started to create and say, let there be light, he waited until the Holy Spirit was on the scene. We need the help of the Holy Spirit to live this life. Faith comes from the Holy Spirit. Job 33 says, the Spirit of God has made me. Job expressing his faith. He's saying, I'm the greatest product of the Holy Spirit. Since the Spirit of God has made me and the breath of the Almighty gives me life. Wow. In John chapter 1 verse 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, without him nothing that was made. And in him was life, and the life was the light of men. In the beginning was God. In the beginning was the Word. They were together. Nothing that was made, nothing that was created was made without him. In Genesis 1 verse 3, did God create the sun and the moon in verse 3? No, he didn't. He didn't create day and night in verse 3. What did he declare in that situation? When there was confusion, when there was no form, when it was void. When he declared light, he said, let there be light. He was declaring the light of the world, Jesus Christ, into existence to bring separation between light and darkness so that we can live a victorious life. God wants you to be a winner in the same way he's a winner. Your situation that you are facing where it feels like there's no form, it's void, there's darkness, the Holy Spirit is there. What will you declare? Job says, declare the light of God's favor into your situation. It's the thief that comes to kill, steal, and destroy. John chapter 10, verse 10. The thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Darkness, sickness, disappointment, failure. But I've come to bring you life. I've come to bring light. What will you declare? What will you say over that situation? The apostles, the disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ, they faced difficulties, not because they did anything wrong. Because they were busy with a Jesus assignment. Family, listen to me. Acts 5 verse 38 teaches us. It says, be careful. If this is what they are busy with is of man, it will die. But if it's of God, there's nothing you can do to stop it. You could find yourself fighting God. The assignment that you are busy with I mean, when you live by faith and not by sight, the just shall live by faith, what you are busy with, is it a divine assignment from heaven? Are you busy with the plans and purposes of God, seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness? If you are busy with carnal things, fleshly things, how will it last? Cannot last. You need spirit, you need light, you need life in your situation. The truth is, 
COVID has a beginning and COVID has an end. COVID has a beginning, COVID has an end. There's only one with no beginning and no end, and that's Jesus Christ. And he's the one on the inside of us. So in this COVID situation, this season, declare the light and life of God over your situation. Remember, God is fighting for us. God is fighting for us. Look at what the Bible says, 2 Corinthians 5 verse 10. For we must all appear and be revealed as for we are before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each one may receive his pay according to what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. Considering what his purpose and motive have been and what he has achieved, been busy with and given himself at his attention to accomplish. Your purpose is to glorify God. Your purpose is to glorify God. When you are busy with the things of God, God looks at your heart. You might say you come to church. God can see if you're coming to church to worship Him in spirit and in truth. Whatever you are busy with, God looks at your heart. Even when people come to me, I look at the heart, I discern the heart to really see what's the situation. There are some people that have spiritual riches, but they are spiritually poor. The most important thing for you right now is to be in faith, to walk by faith. Because faith is the thing that pleases God. It's our faith, this divine faith that has overcome the world. If you want victory that's going to last, you need divine faith. God has called us to do greater things. Turn to the person next to you and say, greater things. If you want to do greater things, you have to abide in him and allow him to abide in you. We're talking about spiritual things here. A church that confesses the word of God a church that comes to God asking, not wavering. Wow. From strength to strength, from glory to glory, from faith to faith. When your life is centered around Christ Jesus, you can always say the best is yet to come. Can you see why it's so important to stop declaring and saying negative things? If you want a situation to change, don't criticize. Show the more excellent way. Get heaven's report, heaven's opinion. Your children, stop saying they're always naughty. If you're always saying they're naughty and they continue to be naughty, why are you complaining? When you live by divine faith, you're walking in the spirit. There's light, there's life. You are an ambassador here on earth where there's darkness, where there's unrighteousness, where there's evil to manifest the presence of God. Jesus said the greater works is to pray. Ask. When the disciples said, how should we pray? He said, pray in the following manner. Say, our Father which art in heaven hallowed be your name.
your kingdom come, your will be done, you're on earth as it is in heaven. We're not in heaven yet. We're here on earth to manifest heaven. Start to declare heaven over your situation. Start to declare light and life over your situation. The natural mind, the carnal mind cannot understand this. Nicodemus in John chapter 3, remember he came to Jesus and he said, I've been teaching the Jews for 30 years. You've been going for a few years. What's going on? Why do I see signs, wonders, and miracles? I've been part of this group where we speak with elegant words. We say things. We teach. But it doesn't bring change in people's lives because there's no spirit. Jesus said, unless you're born again, you won't understand. You cannot enter in. He said, how is this possible? Jesus goes on to talk to him. He says, if you don't understand earthly things, how will you understand heavenly things? Go with me quickly, John chapter 3. Let me go show you. Go to verse 12. If I've told you earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? He says, I'm talking to you about earthly things you don't believe. How will you believe when I start talking about heavenly things? When I start telling you that you are seated in heavenly places? If I start telling you that this is not, your citizenship is not here on earth, but you're destined for heaven. Do you believe that? That when we worship, we worship God in spirit and in truth. In the old covenant, it's the outer court, the inner court, the holy, the most holy. But now that Jesus has died and removed the veil, and you are covered with the blood of Jesus, you can enter the holy of holies. Hebrews 10 verse 19, we enter the holy of holies by the blood of Jesus. You know what that means? When you are covered with the blood and you accept the blood of Jesus, that sacrifice, you're in the holy of holies. Heaven is aware of what you're going through. You are seated in heavenly places. Remember, everything Jesus did here on earth as Jesus Christ is made a way for us to do it as well. Don't you the person next to you say, get ready for heavenly things. Tell them again, say, get ready for heavenly things. If I've told you earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe it? If I tell you heavenly things, no one has ascended to heaven. Nobody has been in heaven, but he who comes down from heaven, that is the son of man who is in heaven. Do you know what Jesus is saying? He's saying, Nicodemus, you think I'm having a conversation with you here, and I'm having a conversation here with you right now. But while I'm talking to you, I'm in heaven. Everything I do here on earth is because I see my Father doing it in heaven. Everything I'm saying right now, my Father can hear what I'm saying. My confession here on earth is my attitude towards the Father. What I'm saying here on earth, having a conversation, he's aware of it. And what I say here, he will do. Can you see why you have to be careful what you say? Can you see why you have to place a guard in front of your mouth? 
whether you are speaking to God or whether you are praying, whether you are talking to people, when it's done in divine faith, there's a force behind it. God himself, heaven himself, backing what you are saying to see the accomplishment thereof. The battle that you have when it comes to faith, faith reminds you of what you already have. You have to decide if you believe it. If you believe it, you'll start to say it. You'll start to declare it. It was Joshua and Caleb who had a different spirit. They entered into the promised land. Can you see the importance to put a God in front of your mouth? What you confess, what you say. The good news is faith is something you have. Ephesians 2 verse 8, we've saved by grace through faith. God has deposited faith on the inside of you. Not faith that comes from mental consent, faith based on feelings, what you feel, what you hear, what you say. Faith that comes from the regenerated spirit of man. Now you understand the main purpose of prayer is faith. We ask because we believe. We ask because we believe. Job said, you'll make your prayer and he'll hear you. Then decide what you want to say and decree the light of God's favor over your situation. That's why we should do all things with purpose, with understanding. If you believe that you're in the presence of God, and you are, when you've accepted the blood of Jesus that speaks for you, it allows you access into the holy of holies. You are citizens of heaven. You're made for this purpose to glorify God. You can please God because you have divine faith on the inside of you. Turn to the person next to you and say, I have faith. Faith is just a recognition of what you already have. Ephesians 1 teaches us that you are blessed with every blessing in Christ Jesus. You have divine faith on the inside. When you pray, when you talk, when you express your faith, it's a force. And it has God the Father, all of heaven, backing you to see the fulfillment and the accomplishment thereof. Sela. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ, loving God, loving people.